0: Hi, you're listening to Cafe 20s. I'm Anki. I'm Charmaine. And I'm Flo. And this is a podcast about being in your 20s. It's okay not to have everything figured out, but we can explore it together. (music) Today, we're going to be talking about the first days of work. How do I prepare for my first day? If my first day window has passed, how can I make an impression? What if my first day is virtual? These are some of the questions that we dive into in this episode today. But as always, let's start off with an interesting fact from the interwebs. Flo, take it away. Alright,
1: so our fact for today is about Albert Einstein, Mm. but specifically about his body parts. What? (laughs) Uh. Okay. So, do you guys want to take a guess where Albert Einstein's eyeballs are now?
2: In his his grave. (laughs) Has it been donated for science?
1: It has been donated, but not for science. So, his eyeballs are currently in New York City. They were given to Henry Abrams and preserved in a safety deposit box. So, Henry Abrams was Einstein's eye doctor, and he received the eyeballs from Thomas Harvey the man who performed the autopsy on Einstein, and this guy actually also illegally took the scientist's brain for himself and kept it.
0: It's kind of cool. Like, I don't think anyone would want my eyeballs or brain. Which is a good thing. (laughs) (laughs) They can have it. (laughs) Oh my god. No,
2: this is a disclaimer, disclaimer. (laughs) So Einstein didn't consent to
1: it? Because he was already dead. Oh my god. I'm not sure about his family and how it all went, but yeah.
0: Mm. Interesting. Well, thanks for the interesting facts, Flo. Let's head on to the episode.
2: People always say first impressions are formed in just seven seconds, and that's true to a large extent, but not always the case. The three of us definitely had some failed attempts at making the perfect impression on a first day, but still managed to do well eventually. And as you might be able to tell already, We're going to be switching gears a little bit for today's episode, and we'll be showing a slightly more professional side to the three of us. A few reasons for this. First, we kept laughing last time when we talked about primary school memories, which made editing the podcast hell for flow. Also, we wanted to just bring a bit of mental nutrition for you guys, because we want to be your mental salad, but like a fun salad, like a salad with croutons, or apple slices cut into fun shapes to trick little kids into eating them. She said fun salad. (laughs) (laughs) That doesn't exist. (laughs) But to kick us off, I want to ask you guys, what were your first
1: full-time jobs after graduation? So for my first full-time job, I was actually working in an air cargo company as a performance enhancement analyst as well as a business development analyst. So I was working in some market expansion projects and also some um, systems operations improvement projects but i think something that i would want to point out here is that because i moved to hong kong just for this job it was my first year in hong kong so i think that was a it was a bit challenging to integrate into the culture just because there was a language barrier i came from singapore and indonesia where i speak the languages and when i come to hong kong people here speak cantonese some of them are quite comfortable with speaking english but i think Especially for middle aged people, they're more comfortable with speaking Cantonese. So there was that language barrier, which is why, um, in the first few months, it was a bit challenging to integrate into the culture.
0: In my first full-time job after graduation, I worked as a store design and marketing analyst so I was working mainly on different rebranding projects for supermarkets and also doing some process optimization projects for the marketing team I was in but I have just started in a B2B sales and marketing role which is slightly less hectic at the moment um, too early to say but I've actually started it half virtually.
2: So my first job was in food product development and I was doing uh, project management for the team. And it was a really fast-paced environment just because there were always unexpected situations that would set us back in our timeline. Like maybe the packaging color was a couple shades off and we had to reprint everything. So the team can be quite stressed at times. But I just did start a new role earlier this year, just like Anki during COVID. So the whole onboarding experience was very virtual and like my first job. So I think it'll be quite interesting for us to discuss that today.
0: Cool. So it seems like we've all experienced first days. Do you guys remember how
2: you felt on that day? Maybe Charmaine, you can start us off. Um, I remember the night before starting any first job and particularly that one, I would be quite restless and nervous And I just wouldn't know what to expect. But I think what helped is that just coming fresh out of university and joining a company, there are usually other fresh graduates joining the team as well. So it's always good to have company. But I just remember like uh, on my first day, I was a bit overwhelmed and I was sort of left to my own devices by my manager. And when I introduced myself to my desk neighbors back when we still had desk neighbors because it was pre-COVID, um... I introduced myself to my neighbor, and then she just said, oh, hi. And then she just went back to doing work, and I was really traumatized. So I didn't really introduce myself to the other team members after that. Mm. Yeah. You can see how that could be
1: pretty traumatizing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think I had that experience, too, when I, intru- I tried introducing myself to other desk mates, and they just said hi and then get back to their work, too. <laughs> But I think the difference is uh, for me, I actually had some things scheduled for that day. So there were a lot of trainings in the morning and then there's also some trainings in the afternoon. And I think um, the company was actually quite nice to give me the opportunity to have lunch with the department head and the managers that I was going to work for. And I think that was quite a good lunch just because it gave me the opportunity to touch base with them, to get to know them better and also to, you know, talk about managing expectations, both um, their expectations of me and my expectations of what I'm going to do in the new role. But I was also very nervous that day. And one of the habits that I have is in the morning when I wake up, I'll feel nervous, right? So I'll get onto Spotify and then I'll just play happy songs and then i'll sing along to them so that i'll feel less nervous so that's what i did on my first day that's really cute i think it's really important to develop like
2: a pre-first day ritual yeah so for mine i started this when i began my first internship because uh, i had no idea what an office environment is like so i watched rewatched the office but <laughs> <laughs> did
0: i stutter <laughs> yeah I mean my first day I have quite a funny story about that but I'll um, go into that later but you know first days are always pretty nerve-wracking I think that speaking of rituals um, rituals are something that help you feel comfortable in your own skin right and in the new environment so that's one of the key things that I think helps me to make a good impression um to bring myself to the environment i'm in and so to create that feeling i think that there are a couple of things that i usually um put quite a uh, big emphasis on so the first thing is to be prepared which i think we'll talk about again later um the second thing is to bring up a notebook pen and your phone wherever you go i remember on my first day my my manager was like let's go to a meeting and i was like okay and then she was like do you not have a phone or anything to take notes on and i was like i did but Yeah, you walked really quickly. So I just followed you. (laughs) Um, But um, yeah, so that's a key thing. And then the other thing is to have an outfit that boosts your confidence. Um, Yeah. So when on my first day, I usually like to wear more kind of like formal end of business casual, but that usually depends on your company. Of course, I have this outfit that I like to wear with a white blouse and belted flowy pants and pink heels, which I think... I've noticed been seen quite a few times. They look, they <laughs> look made great. made its debut, um, but I think the most important thing um, in my combination is pearl earrings and also my lucky underwear, which has worked every time. <laughs> so um, I've worn it, so I feel like nothing can go wrong that day. What, what about you guys? Do you guys have like things that make you feel lucky when you wear them? I do the
2: underwear thing too. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I didn't know it was a thing. What's your
1: lucky underwear like? <laughs> <laughs> and Coming from someone who doesn't have a lucky underwear, how- what makes it a lucky underwear? <laughs> you <know>. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <And> then... <laughs> So like, oh my god, I'm a bit of a superstitious person, just a little bit. And my mom criticizes me for this, because she's like, you're a university graduate, why are you like this? So you're like an old woman with these superstitions. <laughs> but in terms of the lucky underwear, I just try to avoid like, dark colors. <laughs> Cause in Chinese culture, oh my god, oh. Do you wear, do you wear like a red <laughs> Not red, white, purple, <laughs> not not black or
0: white. Oh wow, oh, interesting. Oh my god. We'll okay,
2: see, we'll you see. go, you well, share about your my underwear lucky underwear
0: now. is contrary to your belief, black and sparkly. <gasps> <laughs> so oh, there's glitter. Yeah, there's glitter. So I wore it to all my interviews and oh things like god. that. Okay. Yeah, cool.
2: Yeah, but it sounds like we all have really fun virtuals just to address that nervousness we have on our first days. But now that I've been, you know, sort of no longer a newbie, I just feel like being on the other end of that, welcoming a new person to the team, um, it's important to pay it forward and just welcome and say hi to new team members when they arrive. Um, And I remember someone came up to me and she was like, hi, Charmaine, I'm Chloe. And it was just such a rare like incidents of a person being so nice to me i just couldn't load it and i just said back to her hi chloe i'm charmaine so just like (laughs) (laughs) a really awkward pause after that
1: but yes be nice pay it forward so we have talked about you know being nervous about our first days and even for our first job so i just want to get a better understanding from you guys right like what did you guys do to address this nervousness did you guys prepare and if you did like how much time did you actually take to prepare for this first day of work um,
2: for me, because I felt like I prepped a lot for the interview. I did so much research like by looking at their annual reports and the company journals that I sort of slacked off for a little bit until maybe one week before joining the company where I just sort of revised the notes I took from back then and to make sure I have questions listed out in case I need to talk to you, have a more in-depth discussion with my managers and the team members. So yeah, definitely good to have some things already listed out as talking points with the team. For me, I think
0: that um, I also didn't take too long, maybe about a week as well. Um, But before your first day, I think that one thing that is quite helpful to do is to reach out to your potential manager before you start, like on LinkedIn or if HR has shared their email with you, just to introduce yourself, say hi, and let them know that you're excited to join. Um, And this sort of taking initiative can show that you are a very proactive person um and the other thing i would also tend to do is to prepare my formal introduction like if you do an introduction in person or via call these days the way that i do it now is usually i start with where i'm originally from because it gives an idea of your background such as languages and then where i went to school what i studied to highlight my credentials and then lastly like my past roles and a bit on what i worked on during these roles to share some insight about where my skills and interests might lie but I think the key thing here is also to like tailor it to your audience because I had this manager who is quite like a down-to-business sort of person and during my introduction, I was like, yeah, i like to um, go wakeboarding my free time and then she was like, yeah, and? <laughs> so I think it's important to gauge who you're talking to and what they're interested in knowing about you as well um, because I know there are definitely some managers out there who would love
2: to know who you are in terms of whether or not you like to wakeboard.
1: <laughs>
2: I agree with that. I have one of those managers and I tried to stalk him a little bit before I started my jobs. I looked at his LinkedIn, and then I somehow found his Instagram as well. But I think I did a, too much digging, so I became quite familiar with his history <laughs> and hobbies. So I accidentally, like, may have blurted out some facts that he didn't share with mm-hmm. me. But so he, I think I was like, oh, yeah, LSC and Princeton must have been really hard. And he was like, I don't think I told you that.
0: Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So how was your holiday in Greece last week? (laughs) Did your son enjoy it?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Two and a half year old son. Right. right? (laughs) (laughs) Let's be careful. That's pretty funny.
1: So there's a lot of ways for you to actually get to know your manager even before meeting them. And I think in this conversation that you have with your manager, it's also very important to show to your manager that you have done your research about the business and your role as well. That's why it's also very important to read the annual reports. If you're working for a public company, their annual report is readily available on the internet, so you can always scheme through. And if, let's say, you don't like reading, you can also watch the audio webcast for quarterly or half-yearly results, which might be even better than skimming through annual reports because you get to listen to your ce presenting about the results so you'll get a better understanding of what is exactly the key focus in the company and what are some of the projects that are of key focus in the business and once you have understood the business environment and what are some of the key priorities of the company What you can do is you can bring that back to that meeting with your manager and show that, oh, uh, I've read that this is some of the key projects that you guys are focusing on and I think, and then you can put in some of the thoughts or opinions that you have about the projects and then you can follow up with asking your manager. "Um, But I would also like to know what are your views on it, right? So it becomes more of a conversation where you want to know what is your manager's focus but at the same time you are also able to show your manager that you have done your research and you're excited about working in this company Mm. so i think i've talked too much but let's say there's this hypothetical person say jamie gender neutral who just graduated and uh, they already got an offer and let's say they're a week away from studying what are some of the advice we can give to jamie on how to prepare before their first day
2: jamie do your research I know it's obvious, but I've seen some people who don't do it. Mm. So just do it.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And just a note that even though maybe it's weird to know too much about your manager, sometimes there's also an expectation to know kind of what they've done because you don't want to go to a manager and think that they're like their second year in their role when they've been there for like six years. So that's another thing to know as well. Um, But the second thing is communicate with your manager before joining.
1: It's always good to take the extra mile yeah yes and i think just to um, add a disclaimer if let's say you're you can't schedule a meeting before you join i think don't sweat it right because your manager must be very busy and maybe you're not part of their um, circle of concern exactly at the moment yeah so don't sweat it it's not a big deal because you still have a lot of time for you to actually you know show yourself that you're interested and you're very excited about this whole role and the third thing is to set easy, achievable goals for your first day. And
0: it can be as simple as saying hi to four of your deskmates, teammates, or messaging them on
1: Teams or Zoom. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so we hope that is helpful for you, Jamie. <laughs> Jamie.
2: <laughs> Jamie. So now that we've gotten past our first days, do you guys have any tips around how to sustain that good impression or rectify anything you didn't manage to do on your first day?
0: I think that one of the main things that's going to sustain your kind of good impression or rectify a bad impression that you've made is being gung-ho. <laughs> um, um, and that just means like being just really overzealous and enthusiastic about everything. Like, I don't know if you watch Emily in Paris and she was just like a crazy gung-ho lady. <laughs> I was like, um, you're very hyperactive. But um, I think her attitude that she took was very good and it's something very positive that spread so anyways, I think that having a bad first day doesn't mean that it's the end of the world, right? Like when I started at my role, as I mentioned previously, I had a pretty bad experience. So my manager had sent me an 8 a.m. meeting invite to my email address, which I didn't have access to yet because obviously it was my first day. And then um, they texted me and was like, where are you at 8 a.m. on my first day? And I was still eating breakfast. So thank goodness I lived really close by. So I just like ran to the office as fast as I could so that set off a pretty like odd precedence like for the beginning of my day and for the beginning of my job but um, as I went on to carry on that role I think showing a keenness to get things done and delivering to expectations helped me to develop and now have a good relationship with my manager or my ex-manager and we meet regularly for coffee now and they give me a lot of really good advice. So even if you don't have a good first day, people will see who you are over the course of your job and you can still change any impressions that you have. You just need to work hard and be super, super gung-ho about everything like a crazy person. So, but if it's virtual, then my suggestion is to look through your emails. Has your manager asked some other person in your team for something? Find out why, find out what they're talking about and then see how you can help See if you can offer to follow up and then get involved in the project. You can also set up time to chat with your manager regularly to discuss what is going on in the business and if there's anything interesting to get involved in. That is if you don't have too much on your plate already.
2: I really agree with everything that Anki just mentioned. And I think it's it also it's about the small things. So earlier I mentioned how I had some very awkward initial greetings with my team members. And um, in the jobs after that, I did try to force myself to say hi to team members even if it makes me uncomfortable because once you miss the first moment, it's going to be really awkward and get harder and harder. But I think even if you missed it, it's okay. You can just go in and say good morning every day and you need to sound super upbeat even though coffee hasn't kicked in yet and you're dead inside. Um, Some people won't say it back, but just do it anyways. And I feel like that helps to make yourself feel more energized and it'll help people have a good impression of you too. I can imagine you being like, good
0: morning, (laughs) I'm here. (laughs) And then everyone's like super
2: triggered, like, uh, (laughs) I'm scared. scared. (laughs) 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 But yeah, virtually though, um, I guess just sound really nice in your emails. Uh, Try to let your personality come through a little bit. Uh, one really good thing that a colleague did recently to me was that she scheduled a meeting with me. Like, it wasn't really about anything. She was just like, I think we're going to be working a lot in the future, uh, together a lot in the future. And I think it'd be good just to have a catch-up, like a 30-minute time just to get to know each other a little bit. And Aww, it was so good. That's, amazing, yeah. Yeah. that's so nice.
1: Yeah, I think I totally agree with both of you too. And especially if you're just starting out as a you know entry-level position. To be honest, I think attitude matters a lot more than how capable you are like they don't really you can be super good at writing emails you can be super good at making reports but if let's say you're this someone who just like brings the whole team down because you're a plum, like poor little old me like nobody will really like you and if people don't like you i think it's very difficult for you to get things done in the future because i think when you are working not a lot of things can be done individually, right? It takes a lot of team effort and it's about getting people on board to help you get things done. That's why building horizontal relationship is as important as building vertical relationships. I think for a lot of us, like we also talked about, you know, how important it is communicating to your managers and building that relationship with your managers early on. But I think um, just don't forget about building the same quality of relationships with your peers and your team members just because to be honest like working sometimes may not be easy too there'll be some bad days and those are the days where you need a friend in the workplace
0: i've had some jobs where i've been the only one in the team and then other jobs where i've had a team and i think that um, having a team was so fun, and it just made the experience so much more memorable. You have people who can understand exactly what you're going through, because sometimes your friends won't, because they won't know the ins and outs of what's going on in the organization as well. Um, go through these emotions, have lunch with you. So yeah, I think having a, a team is really nice, and having good friends, it's a it's a it's a nice time, because actually you spend you spend a lot of time at work every day, so oh, it's it's lot. always good to have a good community around you who can laugh with you hopefully not cry with you be angry with you whenever yeah so shout out to you guys <laughs> you know who you
2: are so we know that a few of you probably are studying jobs virtually or are now working in virtual teams so you unfortunately did not get the physical interaction so we have brainstormed some tips that you can do right now today that are very practical yeah practical advice Woo. Woo. first one Put a picture on your Outlook, email, whatever service you use. And it'll just help people to get a sense of what you look like and who you are. So they're not talking to a gray blob. Second, open WhatsApp groups with your teammates and then just share random things on it. You can share relevant industry news, but also you can be a bit more personal and just it can be like cute stickers, things you did over the weekend, any happy news. Like for example, my colleague had an engagement recently and we were all just very happy for her in the WhatsApp group. And I also find that if you get people's WhatsApp, it's easier to find them when you need to get things done. (laughs) he has been traumatized. (laughs) And third, just take the initiative to schedule some calls to catch up informally with some of your colleagues to get to know them a little bit better. Do it now. I'm not a dictator.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But when we join organizations and meet our colleagues, we should also be aware that, you know, our colleagues have been in the organization for a long time and they might perceive the organization in a certain way through their lens. So I think it's important to make your own judgment and bring your own fresh eyes to the organization and take everything with
1: a pinch of salt. Enki, you mentioned a great point about coming in with fresh eyes. So I think i just like to transition into this book recommendation that I have. It's called... The First 90 Days by Michael D. Watkins. It's about how you can prepare for your first 90 days at a job. So the book mentions some of the transition traps that we might have that might be good to be aware of when starting off in a new company. Um, Some of the transition traps is... Coming in with the answer. So for most of us, I think as we have done a lot of research, we have stalked a lot of our managers and we have read a lot of annual reports, we'll be like, oh, we know exactly what is wrong with this company and I exactly know what the solution has to be. So I think that's one of the common transition traps that you should avoid doing. Because when you do that, you reach conclusions too quickly about the problems and the solutions. And what happens is along the way, you will alienate people who could help you understand better what's going on. And then you will squander opportunities to develop support for good solutions in the future. So be aware of that. And another transition trap that I think you should be aware of is engaging in the wrong type of learning so most of us or some people will actually spend too much time focused on learning about the technical part of the business and not enough about the cultural and political dimensions of your new role and because of that you you know you focus too much on reading annual reports and reading market insights and you forget that companies are made up of people and if you don't build the cultural inside relationships and information channels that you might need in the future it'll be a lot more difficult for you to understand what's really going on and then you can't build supportive alliance in your work you can't get things done and then it'll just spiral down into things where you do not want to be
0: Hopefully this episode brought you some comfort about the usually quite intimidating first day of work, rectifying any bad first days and even any virtual first days you might have coming up. Just take a deep breath, be comfortable with yourself, and remember to feel confident. If you have any questions or just want to engage with this episode, please feel free to
2: slide into our DMs. If you like this episode, let us know. We would love to know if you have any embarrassing first day at work memories or any good tips. You can comment this on our Instagram post for this episode and follow us for any updates. Our account is Cafe20s Podcast. That's Cafe20s
1: Podcast. We will also leave this in the show notes. You can find us on all the places you usually listen to podcasts, like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. So subscribe and please leave us a rating. We post episodes every other Thursday, so that means the next episode will be released on the 5th of November. Thank you so much
0: for joining us today and see you in our next episode. Bye!